What's good, kings and queens? We are back again. It's your boy, Lawrence Green, and this is another A Seat at the Table podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brooke Majors. Well, Michelle Nemo isn't here with us. Womp, womp, womp. And then we got my other co-host, you already know, Dwayne Samson. But the table is yet still full. We have a special guest today, Devin Perkins. Shout out to the people. Introduce yourself, Devin. What's going on, everybody? Oh! All right, so he's our special guest for today, and we're doing another Ads the Table. And so we're going to have the wonderful book majors read our contestant, our, our, our listener, our person who needed advice, the advice's mm-hmm. um, note to us. Brooke Majors. Okay, y'all. So this is kind of long, so bear with me. All right. So the individual said, I'm so frustrated and I don't know what to do. My little sister has anger problems and she deals with depression a lot. She has no friends and she's not motivated to do anything in life. And she feels like my family thinks she's crazy and nobody listens to her. And she's attacked my mother today. And she also has thoughts of suicide and doesn't want to deal with life. It all stems from childhood, my parents being absent, abusing drugs, arguing all the time, my mother being emotionally abusive, alcoholic, my father being a drug dealer, going to jail, not being able to provide for the family or support in my siblings, having extracurricular activities. My little brother is also immature and doesn't know what, doesn't know what to say out of his mouth. And my older sister doesn't have a good relationship with my little sister because she's focused on boys and her friends. And she doesn't like it when my little sister calls her out on stuff or when she doesn't want to do something for my older sister. She's going through a lot and and my family doesn't understand and can't be there for her. And I'm afraid that one day she might try to harm herself. I've talked to God about this a lot. Sometimes it seems like things are getting better and then stuff like this happens. It gets really overwhelming because the only immediate support that I can provide is prayer, but I can't make God move. And it's hard waiting to see what the outcome is going to be like. And I feel like it's selfish to just let it go, but I really can't do anything else about it. All right. So a couple things that I wanted to disclaimers that I wanted to give out. Um, this was approved to be read um, for the podcast one, and then number two, I think the just to, for people who probably didn't really catch up to everything that was going on, I just think that this is an individual that's uh, really concerned about her sister and uh, a lot of things in her family, uh, a lot of issues within the family. She feels it stems to the what the sister is currently going through. And so I think what I'm titling this podcast, and I think what would be good for, I mean, all of us, I feel Mm -hmm. like we all have people in our lives that we care about and the different things um, that's going on and the actions that they do. And we're not too pleased with it. And as, you know, as people, as brothers and sisters, as family, as Christians, we're going to talk about how to how to deal with those things. So I'm titling this. um, I am not my sister's keeper. I am my sister. Or if you're a male, I am not my brother's keeper. I am my brother. And so um, I'm opening it up to the table. What would you guys, um, some of the things that you would you know, say to this individual or say to just the people who are going through or feeling like this person? Um, I would say just because I'm actually interested in the mental health field, um, it's okay to get counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like also, it's kind of like a side note, but also just in the minority groups, you know, it's not 
like counselors or like, you know, the mental health uh, education is not really advocated within the minority black communities. And it's seen as like, um, like, like you're a punk or like, you know, just kind of degrading if you actually want to talk and seek help from other people um, or just the family doesn't um, condone you speaking to counselors. I have like firsthand experience with the kids at the school. Um, the kids, the kids don't want to tell counselors because they know they have to go to the parents. You know, mm-hmm. if you tell them some wild stuff, they are either know they're going to have to face some type of reper- repercussion because they told what's happening at home. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys all to know that it is okay to seek counseling. Um, just make sure that you're able to have somebody that you can at least talk to. Um, just from that aspect that you, whether there's a hotline or, you know, just a school counselor, um, just know that like someone is willing to listen. Um, and we have right here the national, and I know, what's the guy's name that made that song? Um, oh my God. Logic? Yes, Logic? Logic. Okay. Logic. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave out like the suicide, like hotline number is like one of his like songs, yeah. but we're going to say it again. The national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And basically you can call and talk anytime. There's all types of services, you know, regarding if you feel um, alone, suicidal, you want to harm yourself. Um, but I think that the family's role is a big thing. And if you, it's kind of like, what, like, what, what is, what is it? My mom used to say something, but it's like, basically like, whatever is at home it depends on like it's going to show outwardly so if it's a broken home it's going to either take like a mentor or just that one person that listens to you a counselor um that this is a really big issue that is going on within communities and that's why people are silent and then you know we have stuff like this that affects them in their years personality wise Mm -hmm. relationship wise socially awkward wise because none of this was ever given in the home Mm -hmm. and they couldn't learn it there so that's just kind of my take on just knowing that you have somebody to talk to and to seek help and never feel like you can't talk to anybody at all good um i would just echo off of what brooke just said and always look for help Regardless mm-hmm. of how deep you think your situation is, everybody goes through something, so you're never alone. Your situation has probably happened to somebody else before, so if you're open and transparent about it, you can always find help somewhere, regardless of who that person is. But, yeah. I'd say <clears throat> situations definitely do vary from person to person, family to family, but ultimately everyone um, has these issues, but it becomes more close and personal when it's your family, therefore mm-hmm. you become more concerned, you, mm-hmm. you try to figure out how I can help, you know, because it's so close to you, something happens to them, it's pretty much like it's happening to you at times. And so I like how the person gave the whole explanation of what was going on, and mm-hmm. then they're like, I've talked to God about it. Now it's just like, there's nothing I can do, and God's, it doesn't seem that like he's moving right now. And that's how it <clears throat> ultimately, I mean, especially if you're a Christian, ultimately this is this is where it comes down to, okay, You've sought a request by God. God said he'll, um, <clears throat> if we ask for anything according to his will, you know, he'll give it mm-hmm. to us. Now it's a matter of us moving in that faith. And not all the time, it's, it's not going to always turn out the way that you may want it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, nothing is outside of God's control. And if you are, if you are um, called to be one of his, then every aspect that is going on around you, close to you, family, friends, God is, God is not not there right mm-hmm. he, he's he's there i mean and sometimes it's hard for us to recognize it but there's ultimately a lesson in every um thing that god allows mm-hmm. 
I would also say that, like, for the individual that wrote it, Mm -hmm. I would say not to allow it. Like, obviously, it's your family. It's your little sister. Obviously, that's going to hit home, Um, especially if you're, you know, you have a relationship and you actually, like, you know, love them and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's just, like, don't allow it to, like, burden you. Um, And I'm not going to call it a false burden to to undermine it, but, like, it's kind of like when she said that or he or she said that, like, you know, she, right? Yeah, she she said... um, that you know they can't fix it like you know it seems like god's not moving but it's like you know the only thing you can do is continue to kind of be that light and continue to show love like you know we're not going to just say oh just prayers are with you like and it's like dude what but it's like call them and check up on them and just focus on the good you know Mm -hmm. just just try to love on them a little bit more because you could be that only person even though you see all the outlashes and this other siblings and all their issues and all their flaws you still have to take a step back to know what can I offer you that's keeping you holding on because obviously she's still holding on Mm -hmm. and it's like the only reason why I feel like that person is because they're they're very observant. Number one, obviously mm-hmm. that's family. But number two, I feel like she has the more of an inside scoop than anybody else does that's going on around her because they're just, they think she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that you can do for that person is just to reassure them that she's not crazy. Yeah. You know, and to reassure them that she's okay and it and just be honest. You know, like I know it looks like it sucks and it looks like it's rough, but you know, especially when you're thinking teenager years or adolescent years, there's a lot of lessons that need to be learned. They may not even believe in God like that. You know, mm-hmm. so you can only be the best example for her um and if you can only offer your time or like a five minute phone call every day or a 10 minute you know just constantly try to pull the good and like show her the good in life right now that's what i would say to the individual um i just uh when i responded to the individual i just really just first of all pray for like peace for the individual because mm-hmm. like being human beings we care about the people that we love when we see people mm-hmm. down in the dumps at the worst of the worst and it's kind of like we really can't really do much mm-hmm. like the person already feels helpless and mm-hmm. so just a, just like praying for a sense <laughs> of like peace over the situation for just their own sake mm-hmm. because uh Brooke you've been teaching me us all the time you can't like deny someone's like emotion or how they mm-hmm. feel about the situation we can't always be like well it's gonna be okay yeah. you know just do this and da 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 or you know no you have every right to feel how mm-hmm. she feels because that is her sister but I think there's a healthy way of perceiving it or going about it and mm-hmm. that is is that I'm not we are not responsible for people's actions yeah. whether good bad or ugly like you're not responsible for what people do but what we are responsible for is what we do mm-hmm. and so I think um for this for this for this listener is it's like the best thing that you honestly can do is be there for the individual mm-hmm. and that's open communication that's giving the resources yeah. giving the phone line mm-hmm. just being there mm-hmm. and just like i think that is what really separates the fact of like um of like when we deal with people mm-hmm. and our and our own stress because i think we're, we're not built to carry other people's burdens mm-hmm. like uh, I can't carry my own and then yours too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we're we're there to I think help and assist one another mm-hmm. and just to be there for one another. And I think um that's the like the for me that's the best advice that uh I feel like I can give to this person. Mm-hmm. It's just to be, it's just to be that per- like be be what be what you didn't have yeah. or be what they don't have. Yeah. And if you can't be, lead them to the resources that they that can, can get be, that mm-hmm. help. 
Yeah. Because sometimes we try to help people and it's above uh, above mm-hmm. our means, above our ability to be able to do it. And it's just like you not you not a professional. Mm-hmm. So it's just kinda like get them get them to the resources. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh the I think just to, you know, related to like the Bible and like one particular story of about Cain and Abel mm-hmm. and the two, you know, brothers in the Bible. And Cain had killed Abel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of uh, an offering God thought, you know, ones was better. Not because of just what they gave, but just their hearts when they gave it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like uh, Cain got mad and he killed his brother. And God rose up on him and he's just like, okay, Cain, where's your brother? And he gets smart with God and he's just like, am I my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, God doesn't, you know, get Buck back. I'm surprised he lived you yeah. know, <laughs> the rest of the chapter. Yeah. I'm glad it <laughs> and Cain dropped dead. Yeah. I'm yeah. But he just, he, he let it be. And I think that's truly big. And I think what we need to realize is that we're not our brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. But he was, that was his brother. Mm-hmm. And so I think it holds a different level of responsibility to people that we owe people it's like when you know like when you have the resources or you know you have the ability to do good or you have the ability the time and the willingness and the opportunity Mm -hmm. and you don't use it i think that's when it's wrong yeah like to see her sister in that plot and then not do anything Mm -hmm. would be wrong yeah but I think seeing it and then being like, okay, this is what I have. This is what I can give. And just hoping that she takes it and, you know, runs with it and grows and learns. That's the, that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, opening up. Yeah, that's, that's scripture accurate. That's what the Bible says. Is If you're, somebody sins in front of you and you don't even at least warn them, then it's on you. So, it's what you said. But it also says don't cast your pearls before swine. Meaning... If they don't want to listen to you, don't listen. You can't make a horse drink the water that you let them to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that, I just used that the other day. I said, um, <laughs> I said, one of my friends, I said, I done let I done put them in the water and they still ain't drink. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know and literally you will literally put the horse in the water. Yeah. You won't just lead them. Some of us have the ability to put the horse right in the water and then it'll still not drink. Yeah. And I think true. that's when you gotta realize the boundaries and the limits of like what you like what people will are willing to do and like change and it's just like just understanding like empathy and compassion and you can have all those and i think like you said not turning the side eye you know obviously kids you know just working with kids you know they you know it'd be like the holy spirit telling them but Mm -hmm. you know the kids but it's just like you know some kids just notice that one student or they befriend them or whatever or like man like i knew something was wrong with such and such but you wait until the last or last to find out something happened you know or the school yeah literally Mm -hmm. and then it's like you know oh man i knew you know so it's like you know don't be too hard on yourself but it's just like if you see something you know that's wrong just check, just check on somebody. Like, what you say me? What Cardi B was saying about bullying? Like, oh, if yeah, you yeah, see yeah. somebody sad or upset or crying, like, hey, are you okay? Like that. Sometimes it's something slight as that. Yeah. That just helps a person be like, wow, I was noticed. Wow, I was recognized. And you know, a lot of kids that go through a lot of this stuff at home. It's crazy how, but it's cool at the same time how like how many different outlets they have. You know, so some kids. 
I excelled through academics, you know what I'm saying? But you wouldn't have known what was going on at home. But yeah. some kids, they excel by attention. They excel, I mean, not excel, <laughs> they seek attention. Yeah. Or they come to school and they act like the bully. They come to school and they act like um, the, uh, the the know-it-all, the bad, Mr. Bad Guy, and, you know, always getting sent to the principal's office type. And so it's like you got to pay attention to those behaviors because those are sometimes just a cry for help. Trigger yeah. warnings. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not just, oh, little Billy, you know, went to school and just mad. No, wait a minute. What's going on? That doesn't excuse excuse the behavior but if you see warning signs or things like that continue to offer what you're able to yeah. and if you can't refer them somewhere else and I think it's really tough when it is younger people because you kind of feel like nobody cares or you say the wrong thing what if such and such finds out then you got to receive the backlash you yeah. know so then you got to wait till you're adult to realize I have all these issues for things I never dealt with, you know, so I think it's definitely important just to find resources. You are not the only resource um, and just love on that person. But don't, you know, love them to the point where you become burnt out. Yeah. Because you still have to have your mental state, sanity and stability and just like you have to be able to know what you can give and what you can take. And if like I said, if all you can do is a 10 minute conversation and pray together or just try to push them to sports or curricular activities, then that's what you can do. But Mm -hmm. like continue to love that person and let them know that they're loved and they're not a mistake. Mm -hmm. They're not crazy. Like continue to do the affirmation, positive affirmation for them because they're not getting it from anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and they're never going to say it until mm-hmm. years later. You got that one person that comes back and be like, you know what, Miss Johnson? <laughs> you know, like back in the day, you, you had, always told me I was special. Yeah, exactly. You know, because, yeah. So that's just my take on it. And let them talk. Because normally, when any, if you notice any of those like character traits or those outlashing traits mm-hmm. that or characteristics that you were talking about, normally it's them just wanting to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So don't. You know, tr- don't judge them, obviously. That is not something... You don't want to jump straight to any types of judgments. Um, and make sure you're listening more than you're than you're mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let them express themselves to you and then try to help them. Try mm-hmm. to give them a solution. Don't try to just tell them, well, yeah, this is what you need to do, dude. No. If you need to help them do whatever they need to, mm-hmm. get involved with them and do it together so that they feel like they're not in whatever situation that they are in alone. Mm-hmm. I was, <clears throat> I would say that I think it's important for you know everyone to recognize how limited we are in, in our capabilities to do things. I mean, it's mm-hmm. already, it's already difficult for us to try to have control of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. It's furthermore, a whole other person and their family members and how they interact. How much control do you have over that? And the more that you look, the more that I look into this, the more I recognize our need for God. God literally mm-hmm. created us to need Him, right? He wants us to need him. He wants us to be placed in situations where which we have no choice but to seek him because everything is outside of our control. So I think it's important when we actually recognize that we can therefore be pruned and Mm -hmm. and morphed to therefore seek him more Mm -hmm. and also faithfully await for him to continue to move in ways that we may want him to move or sometimes not want him to move. But it all goes back to what God created us for, and that is to worship, serve, and seek him for for everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And through it all, make sure that you're doing that regardless whether it's in the high times or low times, because that's when you're going to get the blessings. Don't nobody want, God doesn't want any cupcake Christians. He doesn't want anybody fair weather. So if you can weather the storm, normally the reward's worth it. Always the reward is worth it, regardless. Always going to be worth it. So yeah, regardless, stay strong. And I was going to say too, like at the end when it's like, you know, these questions about God, I think the biggest thing for us to remember is God is faithful. He is kind, he is loving, 
Like, I think sometimes just simple reminders for myself right now where I'm at is like things go bad and I get so angry and it's like, but he's not changing. And so even though your circumstances right now with your little sister or anything that you're going through or the person isn't changing before your eyes, that doesn't mean you take it out on God, you know, because then it's like. Um, I'm going to take the sister scenario out of it. Let's say somebody does, you know, die or somebody does do this. It's like, so then was your relationship with God dependent on your sister Mm. or your dad or your mom or your best friend? And it's like, again, we're not denying the experience. We're not denying how you feel. It is healthy to be able to express and, and, and come to place of what I'm feeling. So it's not suppressed. But then it's like, do I now get away from God instead of getting closer? So for the individual that's the older sibling, you know, don't allow that to push you away from God if you have that relationship with him. Continue mm-hmm. to talk to him because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be honest, supposed to be open. God, I feel like you're not moving. Yeah. God, I feel like she's in a worse state. Or, you know, why do, do all that. Say all that. Yeah. But then at the end, like Dwayne said, it's the faith that's supposed to come. But he mm-hmm. wants your whole heart. Yeah. He don't want you mm-hmm. over here saying, God, please help her. Knowing you mad at him. And you don't like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, like, right, nah, right, let's right. get to the nitty gritty. So continue to allow your faith to push you to him. Even if it, even if it's a mess, yeah. but knowing that later on the road, it's going to be something for your good. Yeah. And it's that, I think that's the most like, to me, I used to think that was like the most twisted thing you could tell me is mm. to be still be good with God after this is happening. Yeah. Like what? I'm mad, but don't rest in that or don't focus on the emotional aspect. You're allowed to feel it, but get back up. Yeah. You know? And then also to like, like you said, it was like, number one is like maintaining that faith, mm-hmm. but then also to when we go to them with a level of compassion, like mm-hmm. how you said, you and Devin brought it up. It's just like when we go to them, it has to be in a level of compassion and not like I'm the one who has the answer. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Exactly. It's just, it like literally, and yes, exactly. Yep. Then they begin to cling to you. So it's just like what you want to do is just give them or lead them to the resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Devin said, allow them to talk. And then also too, and like you had brought up, if when if somebody dies or like in reference to just like the conversation of suicide, yeah. I would just like to say that if anybody, you know, deals with, you know, condemnation or like hurt or, you know, whatever regarding about someone that they know that committed suicide, I wanna let you know that it is not your fault. Mm-hmm. It is not your fault that they took their own life. It is that individual's choice. Mm-hmm. And just like we said from the beginning of this podcast, you are not responsible for people actions. Mm-hmm. That's why I really don't like that new show on Netflix where it's like uh, the 13 reasons why. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I, I never heard. watched it either. Yeah, but, but I, heard I, oh, I heard about I know, it. I know exactly it's like this girl about. kills herself and then she writes all these letters to all these different mm-hmm. people and y'all the reasons why I did this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, that's some sick, crazy Hollywood mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stop glorifying suicide in the first yeah. one. Exactly. Yeah, and then, so it was kind of like, it's like no, you are not responsible for what people do but you mm. are responsible for your actions exactly. and for what you can have done and so it's kind of like looking at it from a sense of did I really do all the best that I could do for that individual mm-hmm. okay if it's yes then okay moving forward but if the answer is no then it's just like okay it's like learn to do better for the next somebody mm-hmm. remember that for when when you realize okay uh, the next person is feeling low the next person mm-hmm. when the next time like if you're a bully the next person that you think about bullying remember that person yeah. that you know you didn't do it right last time that last relationship that last issue your mother your father yeah. your sister your brother 
or whoever you got to think about to help you get to that place of, okay, let me be unselfish for a moment and have a level of compassion for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we learn and we grow. We don't continue to beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the separation, though, of like where guilt comes in. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like because the only thing that we're responsible for is our actions so this was my i'm gonna say this was my brother if my brother and i see him going through all this and i'm just like you crazy you this and i'm saying the same thing that everybody else keeps saying the same thing that's causing you to be depressed the same thing that's calling you to be crazy and angry like if i'm saying all that i know if something happened to them that's where like the guilt will come in because Mm -hmm. it's like dang i should have listened to him i should have really checked on him i should have really seen what was good but instead i'm just and it's like i don't know this might be a separate podcast but just again within the black communities oh yeah it's literally like shunned like like it's literally like suck it up get over it we don't don't talk we don't do that we don't talk about it and it's like that's where it's like i'm really big on like wanting to advocate more because it's okay to talk about it. it's okay to hear your daughter or your son and really hear about what's going on and the highest number of people with mental illnesses are african americans Mm -hmm. because they don't have access to it, it lets us in school, but they it's it's literally shunned and frowned upon to talk to somebody for help. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a guy, you guys are punks or whatever. And then if you're oh, a yeah. female, you're not supposed to be telling We're about your business. with the tough guy. Yeah. The tough guy mentality. Yeah, so that with that, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if this is a podcast. Yeah, that is going a little yeah, okay, back. But you know, but, all good, but though. literally just... You know, even with me just being in the school system, it's like you see a lot of minorities or just maybe it's the area. You know, I have a lot of like white kids and it's self-harm issues or, you know, self-esteem issues and things like that. And they just need somebody to talk to. It's it's kids of all races that really need just somebody to talk to, especially the kids. So especially this generation. Yeah. So but that was yeah, we can make another. (laughs) Well. This concludes the this at the table um, second advice column. If you do have any advice um, or have any questions, please feel free to um, hit us up. I did want to give the number one more time for the suicide hotline, providing those resources, 1-800-273-8255. It's available 24 hours every single day. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is your boy Lawrence Green, and this has been another A Seat at the Table podcast with. Oh, and once again, thank you, Devin, for joining <laughs> us for this particular podcast. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. And um, yes, and I'm here with my co host, Brooke Majors, Dwayne Sampson. Shout out to Michelle Nemo, and we out. We miss you, Michelle! <laughs>